All right, so here we are. We're in our uh, podcast number two. So if you jump over to WordPress, you can see my latest blog post. And then here we have the audio. It looks like that's the way to do it. But I have lost touch with my podcast I'm not, or my blog. I'm not really sure where it is right now. So let's just move on. So, okay, so the, basically the idea was this. So as I start, you know, as I teach students about direct outcomes checklists, right? So if we return to just the basic idea of Tom's book and the things that I'm trying to accomplish through his book, then we, you know, we start talking about course creation. So right now I'm trying to create an online course because I've worked with students for quite a while and I've, I have, I trust in the process of automat automatization. So, and this is even a discussion that we have when I'm working with students. So, and it's actually the very first discussion that we have. So the very first discussion that we have is we have six different work styles. And by looking at these different work styles, we are able to find areas of our life or business where there are few standard processes, and then maybe look at some of the areas where more standard processes could be created. And then we just look at like, okay, so, and then what stage are those processes in? It's like the very first lesson, because we just think of, we think of work as these huge, 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 huge categories. Like, what can you do? Like, when I was a kid, I remember like thinking like, okay, everything about being, it's like either we're putting things together or taking them apart. Like I, I tried to like take it down to that kind of level. Things are coming together or things are being separated. That's, that was my macro view. And what Tom is saying in his book is that, you know, if you are trying to create, if you're trying to build a business process, uh, then, well, first you have to start to build the business process. And then sometimes people have a haphazard way of putting things together before the process is developed. And sometimes there are some tests, there's some testing involved before a process is selected. So, all right, so I'm working with the student and the student, he puts all of his ideas into those boxes. That's lesson number one. All right, so then lesson number two comes. Now in lesson number two, now that, now, now that a manager has been able to separate all of the different uh, types of work that they do into things such as this, I need to develop a process, this, I need to improve a process, this, I need to test a process, this already has a process. This could be more automated, automatized. This could be merged with this. This could reduce waste. This could improve productivity. Like, you know, some of the basic ideas of work in the, in the, in the big categories of how do we improve based on work styles. All right, so then second lesson, you come in and then you're saying what? You're saying, okay, let's pick somebody that you manage. Let's select specific types of work that they do. Let's give them a grade. 
about their, their performance based on only two factors. What is the level of effort? What is the level of success? So if they have a very, very low level of effort and they have 100% on success, this is a fantastic person to work with. You need to figure out their process and figure out how to get other people to follow their process because that's, but unfortunately, generally, employees aren't like that. Employees, you have to, they, they're usually like at a low level of effort and they're also at a low level of success. And you can't just jump over into success. You have to put in a little effort first. It's called elbow grease, <laughs> elbow grease. So you start thinking about what? How can you help your employees to increase their levels of effort? And then they, then, you know, then the people, they offer some advice. And then how can you help your, the people that you manage to increase levels of success? And then I type out, you know, whatever they were saying, they have some more advice. Great, fantastic, lovely. Let's, you know, keep the creative juices going. So it's like, it's stuff that managers are already supposed to be doing. And Tom's book just gives us uh, just a way to talk about these things. So, and then, all right, now think about targets. All right, so okay, do you want do you want that person to put in more effort or less effort? Do you want them to have more success or less success? And then, the lastly, it's like how can you provide an environment for for that person to reach those targets? So we did this. We did a performance review with one of his managers. All right, so then that lesson was complete. So then he comes back for a third lesson. Now, in the third lesson, suddenly he's just like, oh, no, the third lesson. So then in the third lesson, I introduce him to the third unit. Now, this is a unit where Tom, in his book, Create Crucial Insight, has has opened up the the keys, the mysteries of motivation. And I remember when I was even in university, and I had a university course, and there was a guy that was doing a PhD on motivation. And I was like, oh, you missed out because like, here's Tom's book and he already figured it out. So Tom has just, he has, I mean, it's a secret actually, because that's really where it's at. It's understanding. If you understand this checklist, it's called state assumptions, then, you know, then everything else starts to make more sense. You start to line up, you start to become more aligned and, and you find out ways to align people. Because a lot of people do things and they have a lot of different purposes and they have a lot of different motivations. And then if you're able to line people up with activities that will help them to achieve their motivations, things are, that they're naturally gifted or enjoy doing, then those people will thrive. And then there are some specific details about how to pinpoint different areas. So we had that discussion, that's lesson three. All right, so then lesson four, he's like, all right, listen, so this is what I'm really up to. So then he starts punching out his KPIs. He has like, I don't know where he got the information from. I guess he did some research, but boom, he's just like, he just listed it all out. All right, so boom, like, so that was one lesson. We had all that whole discussion. All right, so the next lesson he comes in and this is like, I can tell he's already in a bad mood. It's like, it's like Friday. He's tired and like, it's just, and he's frustrated. And suddenly he realizes that there doesn't seem to be any like reason to my madness. And then to add insult to injury, uh, I start saying, all right, so let's do a review. All right. So we built this, you know, so last time when he was talking about like one of his things is that he's like, dude, I got to do some, some training. I got to train staff. I had to do 
all right so specifically it's like what do you need to train people on he said for example how to give feedback to your teams and i'm like okay well what are you gonna i mean what do you think about this giving feedback to your teams like and he had like one idea that was it so it's like he doesn't have that he doesn't have so he's trying to create presentations he doesn't have that content so okay all right so we have an there's there's another you know tom has a checklist called state assumptions and it tells us it gives us like a method for thinking about doing research so first let's okay what's the scope of the topic let's do a google search all right so we found this harvard uh business what is it their journal and uh we found this article and we we put a little presentation together next thing you know we have a presentation we just typed it up like together during the lesson so it's like split the like first steps when you're building a team team and then team building and communication correcting issues and then de debriefing at the end of an era so it's like it's it was cool and then so we made the thing so i asked them all right so here's the conflict right so this is where you know the podcast really begins everything else was just like background information so I'm like, okay, so let's do a little uh, review. Can you start from here? And he's all like, what are you telling me to do? <laughs> what are you, you want me to cut you up with a sword? I was like, whoa, what is this? Because, you know, he was always cool every other time when I met him. Suddenly he's just like, this is a waste of time. I don't need help with my English. I don't need help with this. Let's do something more productive. What is, why are we going back? And I mean, we did end up, adding some specific element so for example i hope people aren't triggered when they hear a dog barking i'm in spain and there's dogs outside and so anyway so there was one thing in the presentation ask the team to give suggestions about ways that they can practice confronting each other and challenging each other's ideas the process of learning includes being wrong and finding out why tell one positive and one improvement so that was added so like and this actually this concept i think it started building some uh tension between him and i because suddenly he's just like oh wait a minute so it means even we need to confront each other so but you could see that he didn't want to confront me and so i just confronted the issue and said look i can see that there's an issue here and he's just like why why are we doing this he asked me why are we doing this why are we reviewing why am i giving this presentation again dun, dun, dun. so i met him again today because between yesterday and today i had some you know inspiration i had some insight I had I learned something about Tom's checklists and the coaching process that I'd never understood before. And that was like a more of a bird's eye view about the process. So, you know, if you, if you want, basically I explained to every single student the first time that we meet that I do three things. I talk about three things and three things only in the first, you know, in my first and main, you know, the, the, the direct outcomes checklists. The book create crucial insight you know there's three functions I, I i talk to people about managing people i talk to people working with partners and developing projects so and when it comes to managing people then we have these three you know these three these three checklists these three units and i already talked about them quite extensively so the first one we talk about what work styles 
work styles, you know, the six different work styles, building processes, talking about building processes. The second one is the performance review and then, and then helping, uh, you know, to provide some help to make, to help the managers reach their targets based on levels of effort and levels of success. And then finally, we're talking about motivation. So some of the factors that help people to be more, more motivated, like understanding people's natural motivations and then designing work around their natural motivations and then also putting up rewards that the kind of rewards that will be motivational for them. So what I realized was like, I didn't really define my curriculum to, to him. And like, I didn't really explain, like I, he, I feel like he, he didn't have clear expectations of what I was presenting. And so I said, you know, based on, you know, the, the presentation that we made together based on the research that we did about how to build teams, we need to, what? So we go back into the presentation. What did it say? So first steps when building teams. All right, so number one, some other guy, I, I showed this presentation to another guy. He's like, number one is choose the right members for the team. That was his first thing. And then, you know, in so many businesses that I talk to, they're always, it's, it's like, if you hire the wrong person, it's a huge waste of time, huge waste of money. It's ridiculous. So choose the right members. But he's, you know, I'm the teacher. He's the student. We already worked that out. So next, it's what? Setting expectations so that the team members feel responsible to each other. All right. So I suggested that in the next lesson that we have that, we have that talk. Like, what is it that you need from this? Because, you know, uh, if we if we use the same checklists, if we use the same, like, look, what kind of work processes am I using? So the question is, do I have an automated process? I would say yes, because, you know, right now, as I mentioned earlier, one of my primary targets is to release a online course. And the reason that I can release an online course is because I have in a practice doing this that I have a like a you know a routine and so I'm trying to figure out ways to improve the routine and also ways to convert it into an online course but in general I have a process that I can repeat you know in my sleep so and I already built the, the tool so I, I've already deployed the tool to people that have been able to go through the process on their own and so now I'm trying to figure out a way to help people to achieve the you know the same benefits that they can get by talking with me with when I facilitate the process, but then giving it to through this automated online course. Now I got the author of the book. He's all like, "Hey, based on your last email, you said you'd be developing this online course, and it should be done by the end of November." And so, as you can see, there's a general theme here that there is a process for me to get this online course completed and there's a, just a little bit of hiccup in the in the creation process for some odd reason partly probably due to being completely uprooted so i just made a little shift in my plans and uh uprooted an idea that was firmly planted for 4 years so that could have a little bit to do with it. Now, the insight that I wanted to share today. So, you know, that's round two for backup, you know, background information. All I ever really do is 
talk like a kid with ADD and try to mix a bunch of different stories together until you see. So now I told the student that one of the benefits from my lessons were was is that um, he'll be able to understand. So the checklists, they give me a really uh, nice little table and I can enter information in a table format very easily. And then once you understand all the tables, then if I show you the table from somebody else's business, you will almost instantly be able to understand what's happening in that business because you have like a template a way of thinking about certain things. Like if I say, oh, this, this company was trying to make a decision and then you'll be like, okay, can you frame the context? Can you develop scenarios? And then I'll show you the temp the template and you'll be like, okay, I see all the boxes. Okay. That's the situation. So it, they're like lenses. There are little lenses or maps that help you understand aspects of a business. So I, I showed him a bunch of different maps. It was, it's related right now, you know, the hot topic in, in business right now, it's this idea of like, why do salespeople have a budget to reach sales targets, right? All right, so why do salespeople have a budget to reach sales targets? <laughs> and what's that money used for? What are salespeople, what, are they just putting it in their pockets? Are they called bonuses? So you're giving salespeople bonuses when they make sales. Okay, next question. Why don't they set up the vision and direction of the markets that they're interested in reaching? Okay, so now th this is the issue. So his company, they have a way, or they're working on a way of, of automating uh, information from the salesman. So the salespeople, they have a bunch of data inputs. And then based on those data inputs, they want to know which salesperson can uh, sell best with certain types of demographics. And so there's like, the, the, they're setting up this automated way so that they just consistently send salespeople hot leads based on characteristics of their sales approach. So they're like, okay, these types of hot leads, these types of demographics are frequently sold by this salesperson, much easier than say this other demographic. All right, and then who is setting the overall strategy for the products and the markets? What's the budget and the mechanism to make this data into specific marketing plans? So they want to know like what, which markets are, which, which markets do they want to grow? Which industries are struggling? Like there's all this data. And who's setting, who's the leader? Who's setting? And the thing is, is like some people are like, yeah, you have to, you have to be a leader. You have to provide leadership. You have to set the targets. But then there's this other lady and she's like, she's the head of marketing. And she's just like, I'm having a really hard time communicating with the sales department because I can really target anybody. I have all the machinery. I have all the, the marketing tools that a person could need. And I can target right into the, you know, right up their nostrils. But the salespeople, they're just not bringing that feedback back. And then the salespeople are like, yeah, we're having a hard time really processing the data because we don't focus on this data. We're focused on sales and making money. So then the question is, okay, so where does the money flow in a business? How can we carve out a function so that we automatize the data that's coming from the sales team about who to target? So I would say, let's use this, their, their approach. All right. So right now you have salespeople and you have people that you are able to target with like specific demographics. You target for specific salespeople. 
Now, once you have that demographic figured out, then you send that demographic information straight to the marketing team so that the marketing team can then can then increase the uh, you know the their ability to target specific messages to specific people in a specific uh, time of their customer journey and then pass them over when they're a hot lead. So that's that's like the hot, really hot conversation right now in the market. It's like who has the best system to automate the whole thing so that salespeople don't have to think about it. Because sales managers, they're having a hard time like understanding what to do with these reports. Like, okay, so now in the company that I'm talking about right now, they've solved it. They've got, somehow they have the technology that does the whole thing automatically. So now the issue is getting the sales managers just to understand what is what is talked about in the report and then how that is going to translate into the way that they manage their teams, train their teams, push their teams, push sales, motivate teams, you know, the big pictures. So that's the interesting thing in the market. Now, so the final thing was what? So I just wanted to tell the student that like oh, he has now he has some access, you know, to to what's going on in some other companies. So I try to remove the personal information. And so, you know, the, the wonderful thing about Silicon Valley is that people are sharing data. And so if I'm sharing a bunch of different, you know, examples of business and there's no personal information, that means people are able to benefit from like seeing how other people are handling things. Now, the thing I just wanted to tell him was that, hey, you know, the main point of these lessons is for you. Okay, so with the six different work styles, we need, I need, I'm just going to follow up and we're going to plan how to move all those items from like the, we're just starting it out right now phase to like getting through the phase where it's difficult and we're trying to make a process. And then all the way through the testing, when we're testing this process against that process, and then we have now we have a process, and then now we're merging processes together, and now we're we're training people, we are uh, setting up systems that are automated, so they require no people, and you know now we're gonna go find something else to do. So. But, you know, this student was annoyed because it's like, what do you mean? You're going to follow up with me follow up with me. So that's the thing is like, is, is he willing to, is he willing to be there as we put, you know, let each of those items in the nil category in the, we're just starting it out and uh, we're just creating this process. If he's going to be patient enough to watch those items fall into process into that category, like playing connect Four, dropping the piece like down. And also, on the, remember, the second checklist is about performance reviews. So we're going to do a performance review for each one of your staff, and we're going to, you know, see how we can help them to reach those targets. And we're going to continue to access the aspects of, like, motivation and what motivates people and what specific aspects of motivation will improve specific attitude, uh, types of behavior. And, you know, so that's where we're at right now. <clears throat> But he was still like pretty serious today, like, hey, come on, man, we need some kind of serious, you know, what's the plan, Stan? And I'm just like, you know, I I vary. I move from procedural to haphazard, mostly procedural, but then I jump into haphazard once in a while because 
in general, yeah, I'm still testing processes. So that means sometimes you as a student, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing because it's true. I don't. So that's another, uh, that's another podcast from Space Between Ideas. I'm your host, Blaine Gates. Uh, if you love this, I mean, obviously you love this podcast, but that's not the, if you'd like to show your love, then go ahead and like this podcast. Uh, show your support by helping me figure out how to, how to connect it to other podcasts and handle other IT issues. Uh, you know, basically all the positions are open. All the volunteer open positions are open. Um, the easiest thing to do is just leave a comment below. <laughs> and I'll see you next time.